You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to We're Listening to Podcast, the community where all voices are heard. I'm your host, Rob Cook. Join me for a lighthearted show about the human experience with live conversations, discussions, and interviews of some of the newest to the most established 3P practitioners from all over the world. So no matter if you've known the three principles for years or you're new to Daily Insights, we hope each episode will inspire you to demonstrate a community where all voices are heard. Welcome to today's episode. Janet Ronnie specializes in helping women remove fear doubt, anxiety, and confusion from their lives so they can live the life they'd always dreamed. She has 25 years of working in behavioral change, and she believes that a holistic approach is necessary in order to bring long-term change. She combines the psychological with the spiritual, resulting in quantum change, change which takes place in leaps and not in small steps. Ladies and gentlemen, Janet Riney. Janet! You know how when you ain't seen your cousin and like forever and it's the family reunion <laughs> waiting on it and they show up and you just start screaming. That's what it is right now. Ladies and gentlemen, my sister, my cousin, my colleague, my friend from Birmingham, UK, not <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> Jenny, how you doing? I'm good, you know, I am good. And and like you said, it is so good to see. I've been so looking forward to this conversation. You know, we might have to do a part two and three because I don't know oh, yeah. how 30 minutes is going to... No way. I know. Well, dude, we're going to jump into it because as as we were getting ready uh, to start it, and I was looking at your website and there is this, this um, sentence on there that is so descriptive and so clear that I thought like, that's why I want to start. Like, let me start there. And it says, I specialize in helping women remove fear, doubt, anxiety, and confusion from their lives so they can live the life they had always dreamed. I just want to start there. Like, take me through whether you want to talk about where the inspiration came to go there, how you came, how you became so clear. But let's just start with that. You know, what you do with women. Mm. Well, how that came about how that sentence came about again was looking back at all of the women that I've worked with throughout my whole professional life really even pre-principles I worked in criminal justice as a probation officer I had an affinity working with women I love working with women and and I suppose it's because I'm a woman and they're a reflection of me and so who better to work with than somebody who is like me and what I recognized was a lot of the women that would come to me privately through my business on a one-to-one basis they would come to me after they would have tried everything else they've tried the medication they've tried counseling for years they've tried so many different things and so they'd come to me because it was nothing's working or nothing sticks 
and I've been told that you can help me. Wow. And with this understanding of the principles, I know categorically that I can because they because people do not understand, truly understand where their experience is coming from. And the more I have worked with women in the past couple of years, what I realize more and more is that they they do not even realize how powerful they are, how powerful we are. Mm-hmm. And so when a person comes to me, they are frightened. They are confused. It's like, how, how can I have been in therapy for so many years and, and still be like this, in fact, feel worse? And all they want to experience is, say, freedom, peace, contentment. And it seems to evade them because yeah. there's a lack of understanding of where our experience is coming from, where their experience is coming from, the role they play, the power they are, the fact they are the experience in the moment, they have no idea. And that's why at times it feels, I say, easy to me. It's like, oh, let, let me just show you. This is, this is what's happening. You've just, you've forgotten how amazing you are. So let me just remind you. Yeah. And then let me just articulate to you what you're doing anyway you've just forgotten and you don't realize that that's what's going on and you can see with the understanding with the knowing it's it's like it's a it's a relief it's like oh my gosh I'm not broken it's not something that has to be fixed it's just that I forgot yeah and that's the relief and that's the peace that that you just see break over someone's face yeah well let me ask you this when when you were a probation officer and you were working did was it like one of those things where you got a feeling that it's got to be more that these ladies can tap into was it how how did it come about that you you searched for it and enough for them to recognize it right so when I was a full-time employed as a probation officer, and I still go in and contract as a probation officer as well, so it's really interesting I can compare the, the, the two. When I was originally in, in probation in the late 90s, early 2000s, I'd learned you know, cognitive behavioural therapy approaches, uh, coaching and counselling approaches, um, and loved group work as well but I could see that it it wasn't resonating with the majority of people in fact when you've got you know long-term repeat offenders they're coming and telling me the words that that, you know they're they're (laughs) spending the program to me it's like oh Janet you want me to say this I'm like oh you so in the day it's like oh yeah you you know that part already so so why didn't it work and it's just like well I just forgot (laughs) no you know what what, what do you say to that but but even then when I left probation in 2003 and set up my own training and consultancy business I knew even then that when a person is happy they learn more when they're relaxed they take the information in 
And when, when I've been working in probation previously, it was all, okay, let's follow these different modules, let's do this, let's lose the, use this language. And it was so foreign and alien to, we call them offenders or services, the names change all the time. But um, the language that was used because they were accredited programs was so alien to the service users, they just, they just kind of used to nod their heads and say, yeah, we get it, we get it, can we go now? Mm. And so... So even back then, I knew there was more because I knew when I was delivering programs, um, one of my coping mechanisms or one of my gifts, whatever, is like I, I'm, people feel very comfortable around me and I use humour to diffuse situations. And so in using humour, a person gets relaxed, they start opening up and like, oh, I see you. Okay. Yeah. So even on that journey, use, you know, learning NLP, emotional freedom technique, lots of different techniques. There was always, it was always about the feeling, always about the feeling, even before I came across the principles. I knew when, when a person feels relaxed and happy, they're open to hearing more and learning more. So, um, so, so that's what spurred me on to keep looking for different ways of working with people. Yeah. And so it's when I did, was doing a master practice of NLP with Jamie and I heard, I thought, this is some strange kind of NLP training because normally it's like, here's the technique, practice the technique, come back and tell us how it worked. <laughs> this time, like, Jamie's talking about feeling. I'm like, don't do feeling in NLP or something. <laughs> um, and, and that's when I discovered that he'd, he'd been working with Aaron Turner and looking at the three principles. So, um, so, so yeah. Is that, that how you came about? Is, is that how you came to the three principles? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's pretty um, cool. What year was that? 2009, I think. 2009 okay 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 because because again um I was looking and it's, it's interesting I was looking for some of the best strategies and techniques I had a lull in my business I thought I needed to skill up again mm-hmm. and that's the other thing always thinking I need to improve my skill set in order to have a successful business and so um being on the NLP master practitioner course with Jamie and then recognizing there's something else going on. And then, and I always tell this story. I remember we were on the program looking at NLP and Jamie was just starting to do something around the three principles. And, you know, we gelled as a group. There are 30 of us in this room, all gelling, doing this exercise. And I see this short man just walk into the room like he belonged. I thought, who's he? And <laughs> they're like, like he's somebody. <laughs> But the, but the presence that Aaron had in that room, I went, ah, that's what I want. Yeah. That man just exuded um, a peace and a confidence in a room when he didn't know anybody. Yeah. Um, and, I, I laugh. Uh, I told somebody the other day, I said, talking to Aaron, Aaron Turner, it's like, when I ask him a question, his answer comes back. That makes my question seem like much more of a better question. Like that's <laughs> a, like 
his answers to the question make elevate your question like his peace (laughs) his clarity it's like it's unbelievable yeah it's so funny I love talking to Aaron so do you even know that it's not just women you're affecting that I've came across some men who've sing your praises about how you have um, helped them see this you know is that an intentional shift or you just out there being Janet like you just how does that work (laughs) (laughs) I I think I mean I've I've worked with men and women um whether it's in criminal justice when I have a service user in front of me and because you can't help share the truth Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I'm in a room with a person on a one-to-one, nobody knows what I'm saying. Yeah. That could be a good or a bad thing. But so working with my service users is amazing. And some of the private clients as well, they like to, some of the private clients like work, males like working with me because I am clear, because I can speak from a quantum cognitive behavioral approach as well because I I have a a degree in psychology and so I can throw the theory in there and I can meld it with the principles and quantum and the physics so I can play around with that and it feels very concrete to uh, some of the guys as well so where a person's at I can work with them but I think as you said about my uh, descriptor that in on my website, when I actually sat and looked at who who do I work with, who's attracted to me, mm-hmm. who comes to me quite naturally, the majority of my clients are women. The men who come to me are normally being referred to me. Got it. And and I don't know who the referring agency is, but they got it spot on. Because <laughs> uh, I remember my first time seeing you, I was like, who is she? Like again, I was I was looking at you thinking, they said she's from Birmingham. What part is she from? She must be from Southside or something. And then you started talking, and it was like, oh wait, that's a totally different place. But um, how about oh, we could go there. How about this where where we did meet um, as part of the three PGC listening groups um, when the the board took an active shift on hearing more voices and inclusion and things like that. Uh, kind of talk to me for a minute about briefly about your experience um, with just being a part of the group and what you've seen and, and then we'll go after that from wherever you want to go okay so um, being part of the BIPOC group Black Indigenous People of Colour which was interesting because we don't have all those names over here in, in the UK <laughs> <laughs> Here you go with these Americans, all these damn names. What? Which one am I again? Like, you got to figure <laughs> out where you, yeah, I get it sometimes. Yeah. Oh, and it, it's great. Because in, 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 I've also, in previous iterations, delivered uh, diversity and equality training. And so if you're not white, you're black. And that's it, you know? It's just like you either, So, so for me, everybody if you're not in, in this group then everybody's in this group now you have different experiences but that it's simple my grandma told me that when i was little i didn't believe it though i was like no grandma grandma she was like babe everybody you either black or you white it is that's it it ain't no other it ain't no other i said well grandma what about this group they, they it, are they black 
<laughs> oh my God, they ain't white. They ain't I don't understand that, Grandma. It's so funny, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Tell me the wisdom, the wisdom of our <laughs> elders, Bible. So um, it was interesting being part of the group because when Leela phoned me after George Floyd just to have a conversation, which was like, Jana, I, I just never saw. I would just never realized. And asked about my experience in the principals community. And I suppose it's, recognizing where I'm coming from I am used to being sometimes the only black person in a room definitely the only black woman in a room a lot of the time but the only black person in in the room and so as my parents have told me you know you have to be twice as good as any white person you've learned how to play the game you learn how to you know present yourself and so when it came to the principals community it's very much like well you know we're talking spirit, everybody's in this really beautiful feeling, and that is true. And yet, you don't see the humanness of what's going on, the exclusion or the unconscious bias, the fact that I've been to conferences, three principles conferences, and seen like three black people in a room of 700 people. And I'm just like, what's wrong with, and, and it wasn't even what's wrong with this picture. To me, that's a norm, which is something that I kind of accepted. And it's not to say that it's right or wrong, it's just that it's noticeable to me. And so it was interesting in speaking with Leela saying, look, I've never, I've never experienced any prejudice. And in the last couple of years, kind of taking myself away from the principles community the more I started to speak with Leela, the more of my own personal experiences as a black woman, that the hurt that I had chosen to look beyond and ignore in order to continue to thrive within a predominantly white society. All a lot of those experiences from childhood started to come up in this conversation with like, going out with my friends, standing at the bar, wanting to be served, knowing that you're next to be served and just being looked over and gone to the next, the white man that was standing beside me. And so learning to have to be assertive, which was, excuse me, I was the next person and everybody looking like, what's your problem? And uh, it's like, there's no problem here. No, I'm just making you aware. <laughs> but, but these are things that I, you know, I say, accepted as normal but when I started speaking about it with Leela in that first conversation like this isn't normal this should not be acceptable it's something that I've learned to do in order to thrive I use the word thrive consciously you know survival is like just getting by I don't just get by I choose to play the game the best that I can and so to thrive in this if I'm just surviving I'm in my definition is like I'm borderline depression, depressive, okay. if I'm just, you know, so I thrive. I do a lot better than some of my counterparts. I have the confidence and courage to step out of the nine to five norm and to choose my own path. Yeah. And so, yeah, so that, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I choose to thrive within this, this environment. I could okay. thrive I like even that. more, you know, but that's, that's my thinking behind that. Yeah, I, w I really want to get to your presentation at, at the 3P UK conference. That's oh. where I'm kind of, that's where I'm, <laughs> that's where I'm yes, that's where I'm going with oh, this. Okay. 
that one was something special. That's what I want to get to. So you can finish, but that's where I'm headed. <laughs> that's who I'm pointing us to that that presentation you did at the 3P UK conference. Okay. So to the BIPOC group, the first time coming and hearing what I felt was so much pain, that first meeting, um, the BIPOC group, and it was the small, it was the smaller groups initially. It was just so much pain and people's experiences and and I felt it and I just thought I can't I can't be around this pain this is not I need to deal with my own pain I can't be around all of this pain and the other things going through my head is like why have we got white women in this group listening to us what's that about <laughs> I'm just no way mm -mm. I am not bearing my soul in. Mm -mm. no 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 I let me come out of that for a little I'm going to brook into Patwa now and then so I need to keep it standard English so for our non-black participants listening to this so yes when I um I thought no 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 I can't hear all your pain this is not a therapy I do I am not doing this group therapy with these people no not happening so I and, and to be honest I stepped out for about a couple of months because I was still angry I didn't see, I didn't, you know, yes, you want to hear my experience. I want to share my experience to see how it's going to change, how things are going to change within 3PGC. And at that point, it just felt like therapy to me. I'm like, mm -mm, this is not my therapy group. I'm not coming here to do that. Not with you. I'm, I'm coming here to share my experience so that you can go away and tell me how, how things are going to change. And it didn't feel like that at all. So I stepped out. What brought me back in? I felt, you know what, I want to support. That was it. It wasn't, okay, let me see how 3PGs can change. It was like, I want to come back in and support. I felt in a better place a couple of months down the line. So I want to come in and support. That was, that, that's what brought me back. And in that supporting, in that healing time for myself, it, it felt like I rediscovered myself again. The you know, like I said, the, the different roles that Janet was playing in order to hide, I saw them and I thought there's no need to hide anymore because I really don't care what people think, what people say. And as much as this is what the principles can show us that it's all an illusion anyway, it just allowed me to see what I was still believing, the stories I was still telling myself about myself and believing them to be true. And I saw through them. And so it's like, all right, how I am is turning up now and just being completely open and honest. I mean, because you came back to the group facilitating. You came back. <laughs> yeah. you, came back you came back on fire. It was like, whoa, okay, okay. I'm like, we I'm all in. in. Yes. Yeah. It was like, she's all in. I remember it. And then it was kind of like, I want to facilitate, like, yeah, you know, like okay, I got, I want to facilitate now too. It was, it was, uh, you could see it though. Yeah. You could see it. You could see when you came back that you had saw something mm -hmm. and like, it, it was extremely noticeable and I loved it. We just, remember, we just had a young lady come back to the group at yeah. the last call, just again, mm -hmm. oh, you know, mm -hmm. didn't feel whatever at the beginning and then after felt it you know so i know i love that story so we get to your back and that shift kind of just took on a, a life of its own for where you went from there so just talk to me about that i say rediscovering myself 
Um, in, the, in the past a couple of years, for me, seeing beyond the principles, the metaphors, the words, has pointed me more to, you know, Sid, I remember Sid saying there's only one principle and that's mind. But the other stuff's there just so it can be explained. And so in looking more in that direction, what I recognize is identity identity is crucial. Knowing our true nature, my words, and knowing that we're a reflection of God and God in human form. When we know that to be true, we turn up differently. And I could see that in some ways, but with George Floyd, with the BIPOC group, it caused me to have to revisit what I believe to be true yeah and that's when those the, the you know the Janet playing small Janet believing who she who she was believing the stories about myself believing the stories I told myself about other people and about other groups it's all right for them because it's okay for them because they're white they've got funding they're this they're that and it's like but you can do that too and I'd forgotten I'd forgotten that. And so in, in turning up, it's it's like, I really don't give and I'm going to keep it clean. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I don't care what people think or people say or if people are going to feel uncomfortable with what I say anymore. It's like, that's your issue. And if you want to, if you want to talk about it, I'm all open. I'm always open to talk. Yeah, I will yeah. tell you when I'm upset and we can talk. I can tell you when I'm happy, you know, but if you, and if you want to be upset and walk away and make a judgment, now I'm, I'm happy for you. You do that, but that's good. You carry on. Yeah. But if you want to talk and have a real conversation about what's going on, I'm here. I'm here. I will have you. I will support you. I will carry you through that black or white. I'm here. And that's because I can see more now I say no more see through the illusion of what I've been telling myself and what people tell themselves all the time yeah I remember I remember I I used to say it when I was young all the time I don't give a f about nobody opinion of me you know <laughs> or opinions like a-holes everybody got one so yours ain't no hat <laughs> you know yours don't help me or you know or but really, it was said then trying to convince myself because I would say it out loud, but then I would spend all my time thinking about what they said. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, to the, to the actual falling into understanding that I'm light and love before I choose to identify myself by whatever classification, you know, Black, this socioeconomic status, this veteran status, this political affiliation, this marital status, this parental stat, whatever block I'm using to identify myself, all is wrapped in the fact that before all of that, I'm love and light. Mm -hmm. So how does love and light shine through a black man? How does love and light shine through a father? How does love and light shine through a speaker, a coach? Like whatever I choose to be is great, but my premise is light and love that led me to not caring a lot about what others had to say. It sounds uh, rude or offensive. The more I understand this, you're free to have your own personal reality. But it's interesting because, because as you were speaking and, and 
And like you said, it's that rather than coming from that position, that position of insecurity and using yes, it as yes. defense, the things I used to say to myself, which would prevent me, was like, "Oh, I shouldn't call that person now because it's too early." Oh, I shouldn't say that because they may be offended. So I'm there trying to protect another person, yeah. where, in, where in essence you know and, and I recognize that no it's always about me so I wasn't protecting the other person I was protecting myself from the uncomfortable feeling that I was going to get if I did speak to that person no <laughs> oh, so it's all like about that. me I like that yeah all about me so so what happens now is I don't I don't believe I have to protect anybody the person will protect themselves you know so I don't need to be second guessing what somebody uh, might be feeling in order and then it prevents me from doing so even um, I was going to check in on, a, on an old client uh, even earlier today. And I'm like, oh, you know, how is she going to feel? In, yeah, how is she going to feel if I cause that? It doesn't matter. You want to talk to her, call her. So I think that that was my issue. As much as I'm saying I was more considerate about other people, it wasn't, I was trying to avoid an uncomfortable feeling. Yeah. And it's like, get over yourself. I love that. <laughs> I was trying to protect me. Now we're on stage mm -hmm. at the 3P UK conference mm -hmm. and you lead in a session. Tell me what that felt like. Wow. Um, it's it interesting because even before Liliana and I spoke, we, we spoke a number of times before then. And it was really fascinating. So even before we got to that point, because my organized head is like okay i haven't spoken to liliana in years i love her she's amazing i've seen stuff she's done let's just connect and let's just see uh, where we're at um i'd seen that liliana wanted to do something on curiosity Cur curiosity and about listening listening without prejudice that was going to be my original thing so it's like listening without prejudice she was going to do curiosity and question of thought. That dovetail, I can see how that comes together. So I'm going, okay, Lilia, we're going to, you know, this is what you wanted to do. This is what I wanted to do. And when I'm looking at her face, I'm like, she's not feeling this. <laughs> I can see she's not feeling this. So you kind of, let's backtrack a little bit and see where you're at and, and where I'm at. And it was really fascinating because she then started to talk about an experience that she had last year after George Floyd. And because she's married to a black man, the, the emotion that she had at that point and what she'd seen at that point, but then felt she couldn't speak about it at the conference last year because there was just a different format. And they, you know, and I was just asking her questions about that, which she then said, you know what, Janet? I think I know what I want to talk about this year. It's not about mm. the curiosity. It's not that. And as she was speaking with me and, and sharing her experience, I heard about, you know, I heard the, the listening, the listening to her partner, the listening to myself. And it changed what I wanted to speak about. It's like, I don't want to do about listening without prayer. That just didn't feel the same anymore. Yeah. We left that and she goes, you know, I'll, I'll come back to it and let's see what happens, you know, over the, over the week and see what happens um, as the conference starts. And, and for me, that opened me up again to be more 
open to what could just happen in the moment it uh, felt so part to a certain extent it felt irrelevant as to what i was going to say it didn't matter anymore yeah um and so when it when it came to the the session it it didn't have a structure as much it was like this is what Liliana was passionate about this is what I was passionate about and we'll just speak from our hearts in that moment and it didn't care what the title was we just spoke and that's exactly what y'all did spoke from y'all hearts for the (laughs) time that y'all was on I was I was just like wow truly you all exploring right there yeah yeah it 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 I think I said before it was that to me was one of the most liberating experiences I've had at a 3P conference Mm. because it was giving myself permission to say and be in that moment as that moment without an agenda without a okay here's here's where we want to lead people towards here's the teaching point let's get to this point there was none of that there was there was none of that it was just just to speak from our hearts be responsive just to listen part of me thinks even it wasn't about talking about listening it was actually being that being that listening in that yeah, moment yeah being there and listening <laughs> it's um, i heard somebody say i think it was probably even michael used the analogy of going all the way to the grand canyon and parking in the the parking lot, you know, the tourist parking lot for the Grand Canyon, mm-hmm. and then pulling out a book and reading about it. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> like, no, no, you can experience it. You could, you could listen. You know, rather than talk about what listening is, you could just listen. Mm-hmm. I am going to put you on the spot. All right. Okay. I have a whole community of people who's listening. And I want you to give them some words of wisdom to take from this episode until they get their next episode. (laughs) So, Janet, everybody's listening. What is it that you want to say to them? What what comes to me in, in this moment is you are what you seek. You are everything and nothing at the same time you are amazing phenomenal powerful beautiful beings playing this game of life creating moment by moment and not even realizing how phenomenal you are it's to remember that you are God in human form. And you are the joy and light of this world. Thank you for listening to today's episode. For more information about the podcast, please go to 3pgc.org. If you're looking for more information about how to become a practitioner or you want to be featured on the show as a new, fresh voice in the principles, send us an email at info at 3pgc.org We'd love to hear from you.
knowing there is no end or limitation, nor are there boundaries to the human mind. Have the day you deserve.